to the Prophecy Club. Today, we're going to be talking about Miss the Mark. But before I get to that, let me say a couple of things about this impeachment trial. First of all, a refresher. August 8th, 2015, Saturday night. Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What would you like to say? And for the first time in my life, I heard the audible voice of God when I was awake. Looking at this very same monitor, I heard, this is the time of miracles. Then he downloaded to my heart, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Miracles like no one going back to Adam has ever seen. Okay, so that brings the second question, and that is, what's the judgment? My opinion that we're looking at basically five judgments. Let's list them, beginning with the worst one first. And we don't want to see any of these come. Well, maybe at least four of the five we don't want to see come. But they are. The Russian nuke attack that Dmitry Dudeman warned us about. The international bankers detonating suitcase nukes. A new Madrid earthquake fault a meteor hitting and splitting America from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico, or over 100,000 international bankers and corrupt individuals being arrested. Of the five, which one would be the least devastating to our nation? My opinion, the 100,000 international bankers, the Khazarian Mafia, the Deep State, whatever you want to call them, people like Schiff and Pelosi and people like that, are most likely going to be on the list. That's just a guess. But anyway, that would do the least harm to America. So that brings the third question. When will the arrests begin? Well, the answer is I don't know. But I think that we can guess on three things. Either after the impeachment trial concludes, before the next election, or after the next election. My opinion, I believe it's going to be after the impeachment trial concludes. Just before the election would be devastating, but after the election would be even more devastating. I'm not going into the details today. I'll simply say my guess, I said guess, is probably after the impeachment trial concludes. That's just a guess. So let's say that the arrests take place right after the impeachment trial concludes. Would you call that judgment? Well, the crowd in Evansville did not think that that would be what God would call judgment on our nation. But I do. And, of course, those 100,000 international bankers arrested, they would certainly call it judgment. That would be the least of the judgment. That would be the best judgment that would fall upon our nation. So 100,000 people, would that be a reason why God would then begin to send miracles? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Why? Because probably, again, this is a guess, probably right after the arrests take place, because it's going to be the international bankers that are arrested for the most part. And since the dream that I got several years ago told me that it was the international bankers that had the, how should we say, push the button to detonate the suitcase nukes. They were owned and controlled by the international bankers. So it makes sense to me in my thinking this through. Again, this is all just a guess. Probably after the impeachment trial, we could see the arrests begin to take place. Then the international bankers say, "Okay, you're going to arrest us. You're going to bring us to judgment. We are going to bring you to, to judgment. And so they detonate the suitcase nukes. Then what happens? There would be chaos across America like America has never seen in all of its history. So you, would you call that judgment? Would you say that that's enough to bring miracles? Oh, I would.
And could that all happen before our crusade, April 8 through 12? Oh, absolutely, positively. I'd say that there's a high probability, though I have no thus saith the Lord. As confirmation, this was last night on Q, dated January 21, 2020. They are not attempting to remove POTUS. That's the president of the United States. They're not attempting to remove POTUS from office. Parenthesis, two-thirds Senate will not vote to convict. There were no laws broken. They are attempting to protect themselves from prosecution and prevent the public from discovering the truth. Read that last sentence again. That is so very important. So what's really going on with all of this impeachment? Will all of this Russia, Russia, what's really going on, I believe. Look, if you can listen to the President of the United States conversation with another president of another nation, if you can listen in on that, then you know just about everything that's going on out there. Meaning, I believe that they knew about this plan to arrest thousands of these bad guys before Donald Trump even announced his candidacy. Before he came down the elevator, they knew their plan was not to make him president only but to begin a mass cleanup, which is judgment, a mass arrest all across the nation. They're attempting, this is Q again, they're attempting to protect themselves from prosecution. They're attempting to protect themselves from prosecution and prevent the public from discovering the truth. That's what's really going on. And I think it's so funny that all of these people on TV, <laughs> I believe a lot of them know it. I believe that they've been told, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut about all of these arrests. I believe God showed me so that I can bring it to you. All right, so that's where we are. I think that probably after this impeachment trial concludes, I would say that there's a high probability, though that's not a thus saith the Lord. That's just a guess. Okay, but I'm entitled to a guess just like you are, and that's my guess. Probably after that, we will see the arrests. Once we see the arrests, the suitcase nukes will go off in retaliation. And this whole hantavirus, or whatever the name of it is, coronavirus, there's four people dead from that. I'll refresh your memory. I was shown in a dream. Two people will get on a, a, a plane with a virus, and before the plane can land, everyone on board will be dead. This will be the beginning of the end of public air transportation. And yes, I've received a lot of emails over the last 24 hours since this virus has come out saying, hey, is this it? Well, I don't know, but it could very well be. Now, to the point of what we want to talk about. Apparently, <laughs> apparently one of my comments has sparked a lot of conversations out there, and that is two things. One is people had not considered, apparently they had not learned, and this is one of the major things I learned in the process of memorizing the book of Revelation, and that is that there are a group of people that never get soul death, and then there's a group of people that do get soul death, and some people think that, well, death is just eternal separation from God. Death is not actually soul death. We never die. Well, I'm sorry. Yes, actually, the Bible says that we do die, some people. So let's discuss that today. I'm going to start it this way. What if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Again, what would you do if you had to tell the person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? 
Well, I believe most of you listening would probably say, well, I would tell them. Okay, so let's assume that's your answer. That brings the next question. So what is the most important thing in the world? What is the most important thing in the world to all people, nations, and languages? Now, most Christians would say the gospel. Jesus, you got to get your name in the book of life. And to tell you the truth, about three or four weeks ago, I would have answered that way. But another one of those revelations happened. And I began to see that's not exactly accurate. Accepting Jesus is the second most important thing a person can do. What? What do you mean? Why accepting Jesus? That's got to be the most. No, no, no. It's not the most important thing. Let me explain. Back to the question. What's the most important thing in the world to all people, nations, and languages? Every beating heart on the globe, every one of them, regardless of language, nation, age, what's the most important thing? The most important thing, most important thing on, in, on the globe. What's the most important thing? And the answer is don't take the mark of the beast. That's more important than receiving Jesus. No, 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 that can't be. Wait a minute. Hang on. Let me show you. So let's go through this. I've got some scriptures here, and let's study it out, because I'll prove it to you in the Bible. After Jesus has returned, after all of time has been concluded, after all of this life has all been wrapped up, the judgment is set, the books are open, the beast is slain, Jesus has returned. After, 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 after it's all done, throughout all human history, there will only be three groups of people according to Revelation, and I'll prove it. One, first group is those people whose name is in the book of life. They get to live forever. Those people not in the book of life, they get soul death. I'll show you. Three, those people who take the mark of the beast and they do not get soul death, they are tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet and Lucifer are. It's called perdition. And they are tormented day and night forever and ever and ever without soul death. Have to understand, if a person takes the mark of the beast, see, it would, it would be better to not receive Jesus and not take the mark of the beast and be tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone and get soul death and here's the scripture that proves that. Obadiah 1.16 says, For as you have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the heathen drink continually. Yea, they shall drink, and they shall swallow down, and they shall be as though they had not been. Now that's talking about the heathen that come down to attack Israel at the battle of Armageddon, when Jesus returns on the white horse, when he uses the breath of his mouth, and I saw the beast and the kings of the earth gathered to make war against him that sat on the horse and his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, which wrought miracles before them, with which he had deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that had worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake that burnt with fire and brimstone. They don't get soul death. In other words, you take that mark of the beast, you don't get soul death. Instead, you are tormented for all eternity. Revelation 20.10 says, 
And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are tormented day and night forever. Meaning, if you take that mark, if your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, you take that mark of the beast, I'll read it again. You do not get soul death. You do not get soul death. Revelation 20.10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever. I'll give you the verse again. Go look it up. Revelation 20.10. All of this is in my book, Miss the Mark. Then Revelation 20.15 says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Meaning, that's the proof that if your name is not in the book of life, if you didn't receive Jesus, or if you never heard of Jesus, if your name's not in the book of life, then you get soul death. Because there's another scripture that says, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which are in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which are in them, and they were judged, every man according to his works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. At that point, there is no more death, there is no more judgment, and that takes place on the Feast of Trumpets, and that means, and by the way, the pe- the nations, they're already judged. They're already, in terms of judgment, they're already dead. That is the scripture in Daniel 2.44, it says, and the kingdom should not be given to the others. And then there's another scripture in Daniel chapter 7 that says, and for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and time. That's the nations. Those are the people that did not receive the mark of the beast, So they don't get eternal torment. But they didn't receive Jesus either, so their name's not in the book of life. Those are the people that are allowed to live for up to a thousand years. But their judgment has already been spoken on the Feast of Trumpets. That's the reason there's another scripture that says, And let him that is unjust be unjust still. Let him that is filthy be filthy still. Let him that is righteous be righteous still. Let him that is holy be holy still means. On trumpets, the last trumpets, that's the day that the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's the day that Jesus returns on the clouds uh, to set his foot down on the Mount of Olives. He's riding a white horse. He uses the lightning sword, the breath of his life. He, that's the morning star. He burns up all of the enemies that have come down to attack Israel all around the battle of Armageddon in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. In the evening, they are evening tide. They are in the morning. They are not. It's one evening. And on that day, after the burning of the tares, Matthew thirteen thirty, gather you first the tares, bind them into bundles. That's cities. That's him gathering the, the tares into the cities. Bind them into bundles, cast them into the fire. That's the morning star. Then gather my wheat into the barn. The wheat is the Christians. The barn is the New Jerusalem. I, John, saw the New Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. That's what it's talking about. Now, let's go back to some scriptures I've got here. Those taking the mark are tormented eternally. Revelation fourteen nine through 11. The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, 
which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, meaning he's going to hit them with everything he can hit them with, and shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. Read it again. The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Meaning, they get no soul death. Obadiah one sixteen, For as ye have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the heathen drink continually. Yea, they shall drink, and they shall swallow down, and they shall be as though they had not been. I know a lot of pastors teach people, well, there is no real soul death. Death is just separation from God. No, that's not what Obadiah 1.16 says. They will be as though they had not been, both body and soul. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And that's soul death. That's the second death. So, in conclusion, there are three groups of people. Those whose name is in the book of life, who live forever. Those whose name is not in the book of life, who are tossed into the lake of fire, which is body and soul death. That's the second death. Those people who take the mark of the beast, and that is actually four things. There's another scripture that says, And I beheld, I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire. And them that had gotten victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name. Meaning, any one of those four things will get you eternal torment. Do not worship the beast. Do not worship his image. That's two different things. In other words, don't worship the Antichrist or the whatever clone that he's going to have the world create for him. Don't do either one of them. The mark of the beast. Don't worship the beast. Don't worship his image. Don't take his mark or the number of his name. Now, in my book, I explain all four of those, and I actually have pictures of what I believe is the number of his name, and also I have a picture of what I believe the mark of the beast will look like. It's all in Miss the Mark, available at prophecyclub.com. So let me go back and summarize this. Those in the book of life live forever. Those not in the book of life get body and soul death. Those who take the mark, that's a short way of saying it, the four things, I'll explain those again. The four things, those who take the mark, and they do not get soul death. Obadiah one I'll read it again. For as ye have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the heathen drink continually. Yea, they shall drink, and they shall swallow down, and they shall be as though they had not been. That drink and that swallow down is talking about when Jesus hits them with the morning star. This is a picture of Jesus returning. I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written which no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Now here's Armageddon. And the armies which were in heaven, that's me and you, we're in heaven, followed him on white horses, because we just came from the marriage supper of the Lamb, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that's the morning star, that with it he should smite the nations, 
and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress. That means he is using the morning star to hit all of the sinners, all of the tares, all of the people attacking Israel. And when it hits them, as that morning star hits them, it turns them to a pile of ashes and bones. Malachi 4.3 says there'll be ashes under the soles of our feet. He treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come, gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sat on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bone, both small and great. And I saw the beast. And the kings of the earth and their armies gathered to make war against him that sat on the horse and his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before them, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that had worshipped his image. These both were cast into the lake, burning with fire and brimstone. That's the beast and the false prophet, cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. But they do not get soul death. And the remnant was slain by the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. That's the morning star. That's what it's like the day that Jesus returns. That's the day of Armageddon. That's the day. And those people, when that light sword hits them, it turns them to a pile of ashes and bones. There's several scriptures that back that up. So there's three groups of people. In all of human history, when everything, everything, everything is all concluded, from Adam all the way to when it said it is done or it is finished, when time is no more, when we enter into eternity, when it's all over, there's only three groups of people. Those in the book of life who live forever, those not in the book of life who get soul death, tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone. Those who take the mark, worship the beast, his image, or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name or the number of his name. If you do any of those, if you take the mark of the beast, then you do not get soul death. You are tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone, and you are tormented day and night forever. Revelation 20.10. I didn't write the stuff. I'm just reporting it. And the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and false prophet are, and they should be tormented day and night forever. No soul death. No soul death. Revelation fourteen nine. The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in the forehead and his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God that is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. He should be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest, day or night, who worship the beast in his image or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. No soul death. So I gave you all of the scriptures. So what I'm telling you is all true. A, those in the book of life live forever. B, those not in the book of life get soul death. Those who take the mark do not get soul death. They are tormented day and night forever and ever without soul death. Now, let me take a moment and encourage you to come to this crusade. Right now, we have about 99 people signed up. This time last year, we had no one signed up. We were just now starting to promote it. Last year, we had 380 people sign up with a maximum of 500. So I'll tell you right now, probably chances are it's going to hit 500. 
I'm already hearing a lot of people saying, yeah, I'm about to sign up. I have a lot of comments, a lot of emails coming in, uh, about to get all signed up for it. So I'm just telling you, you want to be there. Why? Because, brothers and sisters, this world we know is coming to an end. And before it comes to an end, Jesus is about to show up with all power and signs and major, major wonders. And he is going to do a great sweep of millions of souls into his kingdom. But it's going to be a time of trouble. And when this trouble hits, Jesus is going to need you. You're not listening to this program for entertainment. You're listening because God has you listen, because he's calling you. He wants you to be one of his soldiers in his battle. He wants you to be serving in his vineyard. But you need some training. You need to have Leslie, my prophet wife, lay hands on you and anoint you with oil and pray that you receive a prophetic anointing so you can hear the voice of God better. Prophet or not, you need that anointing. Secondly, I'll lay hands on you, anoint you with revelation oil, that you receive the same spirit of revelation that I received when I memorized the book of Revelation and people at the last crusade said they got it when I laid hands on them. I think just about everybody in the room all raised their hands and said, yes, we got it. Felt a difference. Many of them said, I'd never felt the anointing before you laid hands on me. I got something more. That's what we're talking about this crusade. Second, you're going to go through Leslie's School of the Prophets. We're going to make you a much better person to be able to hear the voice of God, angel visits, dreams, visions, all sorts of things like that. It's up to God what he wants to do. But he's told me, look, he says, this is a crusade I'm going to show up. Now, he didn't guarantee any sevenfold miracles, but I, I believe he did speak to my heart. What an audible voice. This is a crusade I'm going to show up. I wrote it down 545 a.m. 115 of 2020. So I'm telling you. Second, while you're there, I'm also going to teach you about my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, so that you can understand Bible prophecy probably better than anybody you're ever going to meet. And so you'll have an answer. It's all in the book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. And I'm also going to talk through Miss the Mark. So this is going to be three and a half days of awesome teaching. And I, I, we were talking about it this morning in our staff meeting. I don't. I, I'm. I do not know of another school of prophets out there. There probably is one. I just don't know of one. But I don't know of one's going to be able to give you what we're giving you. Uh, and it's not us. I mean, it's it's what God brings to you through us. But this crusade is going to be something powerful, something special. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. And when you sign up, be sure and get the meal package. You're going to want that meal package. You don't want to have to go out and go searching in the Dallas area for some restaurant close by, and then you got to stand in line, and you got to pay tip and all that sort of stuff. Yes, it's fine. You can go on out and do that, but the better deal is the meal package. Meal package, when you get done with a meeting, you walk into another room, all you can eat really good food. That was one of the compliments everybody said about the last meeting. The food was really, really good. Lots of food, all you can eat three times a day, 22 bucks a meal, $222, I believe it is, for the meal package. That's the best deal. Get signed up for the meal package, and then what you want to do is just Uber in, stay at the meeting room at the whole time, the, the Hyatt there, and then just Uber back to the airport. That's what you want to do. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com. Get signed up today. A, get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. B, miss the mark. 
both of those at prophecyclub.com. But get both books, both books, read both books. You'll probably have to read Secret Door several times. You want to have that several times down just so you can understand what I'm going to be teaching at this crusade because it's deep stuff. And then go to Sevenfold Miracle Crusades, get yourself signed up. If you were there last year, we're about to send out a special invitation to you, a special little blessing we have. So if you were there, watch your emails because we're about to send that out too. And let me add something else to the broadcast. I was going to put something else on at the end, but I think I need to say we need folks to stand with us on a regular monthly basis. I shouldn't have to get on the radio and say, help, the mailbox is dried up. (laughs) Or help, we're in the desert. It's not supposed to work that way. It's supposed to be if you're getting blessings from that ministry, then you sow into that ministry. I say that because, yeah, I guess we're getting forgotten again. Yes, people signing up for the crusade. And yes, they're ordering books. But that's not enough to keep the ministry going where it needs to go. We actually need your support on a monthly, ongoing basis. So here's what I want to do. Lord, I ask that you bless those people that bless this ministry. As Matthew 10, 41 says, He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. And Lord, I ask you to bless them for supporting and praying for this ministry. In Jesus' name, amen.